We talk yeah. to them about real estate all the time and how to think about money differently and how to think about um, education differently. And um, so I think what they're seeing and what we would say that they're benefiting the most is not necessarily the ins and outs of real estate necessarily, but it's just the discipline. It's the success that comes from a discipline, discipline yeah. life. And, that, and they're also seeing uh, Thomas and I work together and how um, relationally, you know, we're in business together, but we're also best friends. Welcome to the Threefold Real Estate Investing Podcast. This is the podcast where you'll not only learn how you can achieve massive success in multifamily real estate investing, but also how you can simultaneously pursue great relationships with your family and a better walk with God. You can achieve financial freedom through real estate investing without sacrificing the relationships that mean the most to you. Now, here's your host, Lee Yoder. Welcome back, three full listeners. We've got a, another, uh, actually a, a couple today. Uh, so two for the price of one today. Jennifer and Thomas Fawcett are joining us from Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, they've become friends over the past couple of years. So I'm so excited to get them on the po- uh, podcast and share their story with you because it's a great story. Um, a little bit about them, then we'll bring them in. They are busy parents with five children. They started investing in real estate in 2016 and have built a portfolio of single family homes, small multifamily properties, and have recently purchased a large apartment building. They're founders of Vine Capital Partners, a multifamily investment firm based out of Iowa. They love talking about incorporating their faith and family into their business and how to remain steadfast and consistent through the challenges of being entrepreneurs. Love that vision there at the end. That's exactly what my wife, Hannah, and I are trying to do. Um, and here at Threefold, what we're trying to do. So Jennifer and Thomas, thank you so much for joining us today. Excited to have you guys on the show. Thanks, Lee. We're excited to be here. Yeah, so let's jump in, guys. Um, if you could, uh, just give us a little bit more color about your background. So how and why did you guys first get into the real estate? And maybe just a little bit about you know how you, how you, how you started taking action. Well, just to jump in, uh, it was probably about six years ago, we started to look at ways that we could diversify our income. We got quickly onto real estate. Mm-hmm. I work in ag full-time. And so I had some ideas around launching some different products throughout uh, my, my ag background, but quickly landed on the power of what real estate could do for us. And we started the same journey a lot of people do. We bought a duplex and then some single family homes. We were on a trajectory of buying one property a year. And it was probably about three years ago or two and a half years ago that Jen really started to look at at how long it was going to take for us to meet our financial goals with the the trajectory we were on. And she started to get interested in multifamily. Maybe you could talk a little bit about how we first started to look at maybe a 10 unit or a 15 unit property. And then you got um, had a vision around and kind of a shift in thinking around going larger. Yeah. So, and, you know, when Thomas says we were on the trajectory of purchasing one property a year, and we actually use the Burr method, um, which if your listeners aren't familiar, that's by rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. So we were doing that with our with our cash that we had invested. And we were bringing the kids and involving them and bringing them to the mm-hmm. rehabs and having them swinging hammers. And we quickly realized that as our kids were getting older and getting busier, that was not going to, we weren't going to be able to continue those sorts of rehabs on the weekends just because we were getting too busy. Um, but we still loved the concept of diversifying into real estate and, and reaping yeah. the benefits of owning real estate. Yep. Um, and we still had time, but it was a different sort of time, like early in the mornings and later at nights when yeah. kids went to bed. So we hit, yep. we still had time. Um, but so I actually, I, st- I I picked up a book on multifamily properties because our, our, um, our 
smaller multifamily properties, um, cash flows so much better than our single family, family mm. homes. So um, somebody kind of encouraged me around the power of lever leveraging more doors under one roof. So I picked up a book um, and long story short, jumped into a mentoring program. And um, here we are with um, a large apartment building that we partnered with another experienced operator and we're able to awesome. close on. But um, and, and I remember the conversation I had with um, another operator. I, I got her on the phone and and I said, you know, I think we're thinking of like five units, maybe seven units. And she said, well, you know, you're going to spend the time underwriting a five unit property or a 25 unit property. Why don't why don't you think bigger? You know, think about partnerships, think about leveraging partnerships and going bigger. Um, you guys, you might be ready for that. You know, so we just yeah. kind of jumped in and tried to learn everything we That's could. Great. We shifted from listening to single family home podcasts to listening mm -hmm. to multifamily podcasts and and just again, just soaked in everything and and then jumped into that mentoring program. And that's really what launched us into that 136 unit property. That's awesome. I want to get into that more, but let, let's say where um, you guys were when you you had the small portfolio. Can you can you remember like, so what was exactly the portfolio? You owned a few single family homes and a, and a couple of small multis? Yeah. At the time that we made the shift, <clears throat> we had one duplex and two single family homes. Okay. We bought right. um, one on the market, one through a sheriff sale and, um, and okay. one through an uh, off-market deal that we found. <clears throat> And you guys were pretty hands-on with those, you know, and, and as a family bringing your kids. And I love that. That's what, you know, that's what Hannah and I have done. Um, but maybe just talk a little bit more, uh, Jennifer, whether Thomas, you want to add some color to it. Like you guys notice, okay, with, with our kids, with our growing family, it just, I mean, I, I just, I know with young kids, especially, it's really, it's hard to be on site and doing things and, and having the kids there with you. So maybe just a little bit about that. It, it, it's clear that your guys is your family that drives the business, not the other way around. It's not well, this is what the business is doing. This is what we want to do in business. So we're just gonna have to make it work for our family. For you guys, it's, it, I can tell it's kind of the other way around where it's like, well, this isn't working for our family anymore. It's not going to work doing more of this. So how can we continue with real estate? Because we feel like that's the path that God has us on, but it might look a little bit different now that we've, you know, just got too many kids and, and, and they're too young to be out on properties swinging hammers. So we need to shift that. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think um, for for us, um, it it was... You know, the kids, when when we brought them on site and it was really exciting in the early days. And mm -hmm. um, but, you know, when we really just we we looked at it in terms of a property manager, like we were be, we were the property managers and we were looking to get out of that. And when we kind of did okay. the the um, analyzing on whether or not that would make sense, it never would really make sense on our single family homes. We couldn't make that cash flow. Yep. So we really we, we then looked at oh, how many units do we need to get under one roof to be able to hire a third party you know, a property, a professional property management company, um, because it was no longer working with our kids. And you're right, we weren't willing to sacrifice our time with our family to go on site to run to these properties because they're down the street from us. Um, we weren't willing to do that um, and give up time with our kids or miss a soccer game or things like that. So we thought, what what does it take to get to that point where we can hire a property manager to go do that sort of things and we can work on the back end sort of yeah. larger picture um, yeah. in our real estate business? And that's what it really took. And we kind of found that that threshold is like 25 units. But that's when I had that conversation and the, and the other operator said, well, look bigger, look even bigger yep. than 25 units. I was going to say one of the things we really worked hard to try to incorporate our kids into our business. So that and that's one of the things I know, Lee, that you focus on too. Mm -hmm. um, and it really was neat. I mean, we do have, going back to some of those early days, we had our kids at a foreclosure home. You know, we were we were spending the night uh, there, had them sleeping on a carpet that probably um, they shouldn't have been sleeping on. And uh, it was uh, it was pretty intense. We uh, um, One of their favorite stories is actually when we found a bull python that had gotten oh loose in a goodness. house. And my no, contractor sent us a picture of this. 
six foot long snake no. that we spent a few days trying to get out of the house. But um, it was, they have some great, uh, great stories of yep, being engaged. Sure. And that's been our focus is how do we really, um, how do we really engage our kids in the business that we've been building? And one of the things we really try to bring out is that we have a large family and what we want to try to do is accomplish more with our family by engaging them rather than looking at our kids and our family as as taking time away from the things that we're doing, we can actually accomplish more mm-hmm. by having our kids engaged with uh, the things that we're, we're doing. And that has has made our, our real estate journey shift as we've moved along this process. So that was what Jen was talking about. Yeah. As our kids' activities were changing, we wanted to change the business so that we could still be engaged and it wasn't something that was pulling us apart. Yeah. Yeah. What I was going to say, just listen to both of you speak, but especially you, Jennifer, the difference between being a property manager and an asset manager is, is a big mm-hmm. difference. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're talking about, you know, when you guys were, were the property managers, I mean, you, you were called day to day, anytime you get a call and you've got to be on the site. So then you're driving there, either leaving the kids home with, with, with your spouse or you're taking a couple of kids with you. And that's very difficult to do versus when you're an asset manager, the property manager is doing all that. You, you just need to tell them what to do or answer a phone call, right? So it's a phone call. It's an email. It's, you know, most of the stuff like needs to be done. Like most of the asset manager stuff, like you need to do it within a few days or a week. Whereas property manager, it's like, no, something's going on. You need to be here within an hour or maybe sooner, right? So we experienced a little bit of that as well. And yeah, you can you can build that around your family so much better uh, when you're an asset manager instead of a property manager. When you, got, when you talk, Thomas, about engaging the kids, I mean, we think along those lines too, but it is hard when your kids are young because they don't have much to offer. And it's, it does mostly feel like they're a burden <laughs> dragging you down when it comes to business stuff. But I guess one thing I've tried to focus on is, I mean, it's going to take a long time, like a decade, but if we teach them and if they're in it, I, I do see that vision when they get older. I mean, they're going to really be able to do stuff. They're really going to be able to work. And, and like you said, all of a sudden, I mean, you guys, your, your, your workforce is going to multiply. It's going to double and then triple, you know, and then more with, with, you know, adding a couple of kids, a couple more kids that can actually work in the business. So are you starting to see some of the fruits of that? Or are you guys still kind of in, in training phase, dreaming of the day when they're old enough to, to really help out? Yeah. So our oldest is 16 and our youngest is seven and we have four boys and a girl. And what I would say they're seeing is the discipline that we have um, Mm -hmm. around just getting up early, being disciplined to, um, you know, create habits that are, um, you know, enabling us to reach our goals. And we talk to them about real estate all the time and how to think about money differently and how to think about um, education differently. And um, so I think what they're seeing and what we would say that they're benefiting the most is not necessarily the ins and outs of real estate necessarily, but it's just the discipline. It's the success that comes from a discipline, discipline yeah. life. And that, and they're also seeing uh, Thomas and I work together and how um, relationally, you know, we're in business together, but we're also best friends. And so they're able mm-hmm. to, they're able to see that too. So there's all sorts of benefits when, um, you know, a husband and wife and a family are working on a business together. They're seeing yeah. all of that um, and conflict resolution even. So and some of the oh, practical yeah. things we're starting to see with our older kids is um, uh, editing of our our uh, social media and being oh, able cool. to help us on you know become experts at Canva and figure out how to do some things that nice. we uh, we're always we're always looking for help with. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really great is the um, you know starting to see that engagement. So that's what we're trying to do is oh, yeah. is help. Um, uh, instead of using a VA, instead of um, mm-hmm. uh, outsourcing some of those things, we can find revenue streams for our kids to start to uh, fit into the business that way. 
Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. And just their generation catches things. I mean, they're so quick to pick up on those things. And I'll be working on something for 20 minutes and my son, my 16 year old will do it in two. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. VAs are pretty cheap, but I kids are like free, right? So yeah. Kids true. are free. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, we pay them in money to fill up the gas tank, but we'd have to fill it up anyway. If you know, we, if we had to pay. So Yes. Yeah. That, I think that sounds fair. Um, I know you guys, you guys say we, we focus on strength from within our family, meaning the strength that comes from within our family enables us to make an impact on those outside of it. I love that. And then um, Jennifer, you were talking about morning routines um, and staying, uh, you know, consistent with everything. Can you talk a little bit more about that and about how um, you guys try to, you know, utilize your morning routine since, I mean, I'm sure you're very busy, you know, and, and entrepreneurship just makes it so much busier. So how are you guys using a morning routine to help you out? Yeah. So we have been getting up early. We're early morning risers. We mm-hmm. get up between four and four 30. Um, that's when our day starts and yeah. we spend time uh, reading the Bible. We are um, people of faith. And so that's the most important thing to us. Yep. And so we feel like that grounds us and, and is the glue to our marriage. So we get up and do that. And then we um, talk about the, or actually we work out together too. Um, we oh, do that cool. just in our yeah. basement. Yep. And that just gets our brain going. Cause before that it's just, not quite functioning at a hundred percent yet. So yeah. uh, we work out and then we, we, uh, we do real estate together and sometimes there's an hour for that. Sometimes there's two, but, um, that really is when a lot of our real estate happens and, um, a lot of our planning for the week happens. We've been doing that for a while. And sometimes, um, we'll be going through a book together, um, sure. you know, a, a real estate related book, either on taxes or, um, you know, whatever it is, asset management. That's and we've awesome. probably been doing the morning routine now for, it's probably been about two, two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, the last year, I'd say it really just started to be something that was habitual. Sometimes mm-hmm. people say they can develop a habit faster, but for me, it probably took two years to really <laughs> to really get into this habit where um, where it's significant. And what that allows us to do is just, like you were saying, um, have these consistent actions. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're finding. Since we both have uh, full-time jobs, Jen stays home with our kids and homeschools them. Um, yeah, that's, that's a lot of work. I have a full-time yes. job in egg. And since we both have these, um, these jobs that take a lot of our time, we have to really focus on small increments of time that we uh, yep. can consistent mm-hmm. action we can do each day. Yeah. And that's really what led us to be able to purchase that large multifamily to make a shift into syndication and understand that awesome. being able to, uh, get connected with investors and, and start to build this business. All those things really revolved around trying to do something every single day and do that consistently while over a, a year and a year and a half as we've made that transition and started to build this business. Yeah, that, that that's so good, guys. Um, I, I My wife and I get up, uh, man, you guys have us beat. I thought we got up uh, pretty early. I'm usually four th- between 4.30 and 5 and she gets up 5 on the dot every day. Um, and, and do things a little bit differently, but, but we, we would agree so much, like it's so powerful to start your day. I mean, we, we always start our day in, in the word as well. Um, that's what keeps us grounded. And I just, I, I know some people could stay up late. I, I just think it's such a man in the morning. I mean, yeah, it does take a little bit to get going, uh, usually, but man, like you're just like at your best. Usually you, you kind of share that. And that's why, you know, we often, we try to always give that time to God as well, but then working in the business and getting some stuff done. And then you're, you're jumping into your job, Thomas, Jennifer, you're jumping in with the kids and homeschooling, but you, you've already kind of done the most important thing. So I think, you know, for me at least too, uh, when the kids do get up and it's time, like sometimes it is hard to pull myself away from work, but if I've gotten a few of the key things done, I'm able to, to really transition better and, and, 
do a better job spending time with the kids and even with Hannah, because I have gotten a few of those most important things done, kind of the most important emails answered and, and caught up on, on a, a few key things. And, and I love what you guys say, like, you know, especially multifamily, it is so, it takes so much to take down a big property, but it's, mm-hmm. it's not something you can do in a week or two or even a month or two. It's, it's like a year process of developing relationships. I mean, on, on the broker side, you know, they're, they're going to bring lenders, but then partners, uh, limited partners, you know, the, the, the people that are going to bring the capital to the deal and then learning. I mean, like you said, going through books, going through podcasts together, there's so much. And, and if you just do a little bit each day, you know, over a year, over years, you're going to build that up and then you're going to be ready. So, um, man, I, I think you guys have seen a lot of success because you have stuck with that morning routine and, and stuck with it for a long time. Yeah. And what's great about that too, is that our older two boys, we're starting to see they're waking up really early and they're oh, coming good. downstairs and they're having coffee and they're maybe that's, maybe they're a little too young for that. I don't know, but, um, they're, they're starting to have some coffee and they're starting, um, with God's word. And they're also, I mean, we're just talking with them and having conversations with them. And then they're starting school really early, like really early. So it's great to see the discipline that's starting to develop in them. And I I would like to think that it's because that's what's being modeled to them. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's hard to get up early. The the key, I mean, this sounds stupid because it's so simple, but I just feel like not enough people think you just have to go to bed early. Like yeah. that's the hardest part for most people, but that's the hard part. That's what my wife is so good at. So I, I, I really just follow her lead because I would stay up and watch sports and stuff like that. But I'm just, all right, you're going to bed. I guess I'm going to bed too. And then it's yeah. easier to get up early. What are some of the other, you know, key disciplines that you guys had? Maybe just along the multifamily front, um, the, the things that you guys maybe are spending time doing in the morning that are setting you up for success and being able to take down, you know, for instance, you guys closed on that 136 unit last year. So some of those things that we've really... So Jen was mentioning that we did sign up for a mentorship and yeah. that was kind of what, what really accelerated our, our um, trajectory of learning about the space. And since then, what we've been focused on is trying to underwrite properties each week. We're trying to yeah. yep. set up uh, and that's something we can do in the morning. Also building materials and trying to get more information out to our investors. That's something that we're working on and always trying to, to continue to learn about the space, what's happening in, mar- in our market directly where we're at in Des Moines, Iowa, and uh, and figuring out how we can we can find properties. It's been a long, this last year has been difficult as we were talking mm-hmm. about. It's been difficult yeah. to, in the market right now, to find opportunities, but we've just been preparing both our investors and our underwriting in such a way that once the, the right opportunity comes, we'll be able to jump on that and get something close quickly. So those are that's been what we've been focused on in the morning recently. Yeah. And one thing I would say really early starting out, um, because everything's uncomfortable starting out, every phone call sure. that you make is uncomfortable, but I made a commitment. I think it was the beginning of 2020, 2021. Yeah. Um, I made a commitment to make an uncomfortable phone call every single week, um, maybe more than one, but I just started with That's one great. and it was either to a broker. I mean, I can remember the first call I had. I remember who it was and it was probably horrible, um, but I, but I, or to a lender or to an investor. Um, and now we make them regularly, um, but they're not uncomfortable, but it took a good six months. <laughs> Oh, of yeah. uncomfortable sure. phone calls. And sometimes sometimes they'd happen at Friday at like four o'clock, but I, I would get it in um, before the week ended, but just That's to make awesome. those uncomfortable phone That's calls. So but good. goals like that, that are, that are sm- small goals, but that you can easily check off the box. But yep. those over time make a big, big difference. Yeah. Because if you wait to do something like that, and then all of a sudden like, okay, I- I'm ready, I'm ready to go. And then you try to make all those calls at once. It doesn't work because you needed to talk to the broker six months ago. You needed to talk mm-hmm. to the investors six months ago to get everything prepared mm-hmm. for today yeah. when you're all of a sudden ready. So that's so good. It mm-hmm. only, yeah, it, it takes just 
maybe a few phone calls a week. Um, you know, start mm-hmm. with one and, and, and build that up. That's awesome. Hey, Threefold listeners, just want to take a quick second here to promote our sponsor, a company that I'm a big fan of. I've done a lot of business. I'm a very happy customer of Prominent Title Agency. They are a full service title and escrow company licensed in Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, Tennessee, Michigan, and Florida. They handle commercial transactions of all types and sizes, including multifamily, retail, industrial, hotels, medical buildings, restaurants, gas stations, golf courses. They are very experienced and efficient in handling large portfolios, including multiple properties and or multi-states, as well as entity transfers in Ohio. My guy over there is Rob Calabrese. Uh, He is the division director uh, for Prominent Title Agency's commercial real estate division. Uh, Being a licensed attorney and title agent in Ohio and Kentucky, Rob has strong knowledge of the complex world of commercial real estate. Uh, He also offers offers legal services in all aspects of commercial real estate. Uh, Guys, I've worked with Rob a lot. You know, we're getting a deal under contract now and, and I, Told the broker, I said, man, I really want to work with Prominent Title. Just trust those guys over there. Uh, they, they're great. They're quick. Love working with those guys. Now, back to the show. You know, I feel like I know what you guys are going to say because it, you've kind of hit on so many times, but I always like to ask my guests, what would you say is the key ingredient for being a successful real estate investor? Maybe specifically getting into multifamily. Um, I would say that consistency. Um, I yeah. think you have to do something every single day. Um, and, you know, for us, it, it, you know, it was maybe an hour to two hours. Like I said, it wasn't, it's, it's becoming more and more time, um, combined, um, that we're able to work on things together in the mornings and evenings, evenings, but do something every single day, whether that's picking up a book or making a phone call, but you have to be consistent. You just have to. And I think we also, were going to chat about just the strength, um, of, you know, whether you're working actively with your spouse or, um, you're not active with your spouse, you know what the goal is and you're working towards the goal and whether mm. one spouse is active in the business or not, you both have to have the same goal in mind for the future. Yeah, oh, that's good. Um, and that needs to be something that's very clear. And, um, so that, you know, one person can free up the other person to, to do the things that they need to do to get to those goals. But I think just being right. like relationally, we need to be right before we can, before we can work on anything. Yeah. It can be hard kind of, sometimes. Yeah, adding to yeah. that too, uh, when you when you start to work with your spouse, there's it's really amazing. I mean, it's an incredible thing. It's been a dream that we've had to build mm-hmm. something together. Yeah, but it also brings a different element into your relationship that can be a challenge that you have right. to overcome in yes. terms of now we're dealing with different different elements in our in our marriage that we wouldn't have had to necessarily um, yeah uh, deal with if we weren't working together. And so it's been really good. So communication. I think that it gives you this ability to be able to refine your relationship, get to know each other even better on another level and be able to uh, to move forward. But it it takes a lot of work and we've had sure. we've had to uncover things that that man that we've been married for 16 years. But this is bringing challenges into our marriage that we hadn't had to deal with yet. And yeah. so it's been really awesome because we've we've been able to work through those things and strengthen our marriage as we've been able to build the business as we've been able to pull in the investors that are now able to uh to capitalize on getting into real estate and it's been uh, kind of a win 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 as we've been working yeah. through and I, I think too, it's so fun. Like we have so much fun. And when I see Thomas in his sweet spot in the business, it's the most attractive thing ever. Like, it's yeah. just so fun. Like we love it. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, it's, of course it's challenging and it's, um, you know, we have to humbly come before each other each day, you know? Um, yep. and so with humility oh, uh, yeah. for sure, but it's, it's fun. It's great. I, I would second that so much for, for Hannah and I, I mean, we just think about it guys, like you're bringing in 
a lot of struggle and difficulties bringing into your marriage that you normally wouldn't have if you weren't being entrepreneurs together, right? Like whatever Thomas is going through, of course, he's going to bring it home and, and, and maybe kind of wear it. And, and if it's a stressful day, then, then he's not going to be, you know, as, as great of a husband and, and dad. Sure. But he's not coming home going, Jennifer, we got to figure this out together. Like, I don't know what to do, you know, in the ag- like he's not doing all that, you know, he'll handle that. And, and it doesn't like really, you know, affect your marriage that much probably, but once you're doing it all together, yeah. all of a sudden it's like, man, we have to deal with this together. But I love what you just said, Jennifer, like, cause the flip side is also true. Like Thomas's big wins, you know, in, in the ag business, he's, you know, he kind of celebrates those with his coworkers. It was, it was him and them that did that together. Your guys' big wins, like you get to celebrate together and now with your kids and everything. So you're, you're so right. It, it brings in, you know, more challenges, but my goodness, like so many more sweet things too, like really mm-hmm. exciting stuff. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. really well said. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, we've had the same experience. Yeah. Well, speaking more into family, um, what would you guys say then is a key ingredient for making sure, you know, you're maintaining your priorities, making sure you're having success as a, as a mm-hmm. husband, wife, and as a parent while having success in real estate? Yeah. So I, I would say very simply do everything together. Uh, mm. We we do most things together. When I run to the grocery yeah. store, I always have a kid with me when, and sometimes it's all of us. Um, we just, <laughs> when we're at sporting events, we all try to go. Nobody's left at home at the house. Yeah. And even with my 16 year old, we just try to do things as much as possible together. We turn off screens and start to try to talk to each other and have communication yep. with each other as much as possible, because you know, the years go by so fast Oh yeah. and, and then spending one-on-one time, Thomas has made a a, a habit of taking each of each one of the kids out for a donut um, before church on Sundays. And so he does that every Sunday with a, oh, with a cool. different kid. That's awesome. Um, so, but I would say as much as possible, we just try to do things together um, as a family. That's so good. My wife always ca- talks about us being integrated, like everything. Mm-hmm. She wants everything integrated mm-hmm. that we do everything that we're integrated together. So I love that guys. This has been so good. I want to make sure people you know, find you guys. Uh, I, I know I've, uh, we'll get your website uh, and you guys are on Instagram and LinkedIn. We'll get that all in the show notes. Uh, the website is vcpiowa.com, correct? Iowa spelled out. Yep. That's, that's yep. where we can send people. Great. Um, so we'll send people over there. Uh, before I let you guys go, I always like to ask uh, my guests, how might my listeners and I be praying for you guys in the coming weeks? Yeah, I think um, something that would be great. We always want to have a larger impact with what we're doing with our, our real estate business both in our smaller portfolio and in with these larger properties that we're getting. So just prayers that we can have an impact on the communities that we're investing into um, being able to, uh, to bless the the communities that we're, we're investing yeah. into. So that's what, Love that's that. our larger goal. We, um, we, we do uh, uh, volunteer work in Des Moines and, um, and we just are always, we have a heart for people that are in that community that need to find different, you know, improve their standard of living, being able to uh, uh, get out of poverty, to be able to uh, um, find the resources that they need to, to improve their lives. So that's what we're trying to accomplish. And I think just, uh, yeah, praying for those people. Yeah. And I think I would follow that up with, because our hearts are so big for that community, we're really itching to jump on another property and get closed on another property here. But we want to, we would ask for patience um, as mm. you know, the, the rates are so high and we're yeah. waiting and we're underwriting and we're getting denied um, the, mm. the offers that we're putting in. We would just ask that we would just be yeah. patient and, and not, um, you know, not be too aggressive in our underwriting yeah. or projections, um, but that we'd be patient for the right one. Yeah. Oh, I love that guys. We absolutely pray um, on both accounts for you guys. Um, and and uh, yeah, we're, we're praying for all the same things. I always, um, it's so easy. I think underwriting is so tricky because 
you can you can do whatever you want with the numbers. You can, you know, if you sell, mm-hmm. if you say that you're going to sell to five cap, then all, all properties probably that you guys are looking at would work, right? Uh, but that's that's not realistic. And, and um, yeah. I think you just got to get to a point, uh, and I'm sure you guys do this. I feel like I always get to this point where I say, all right, I feel really good about offering this number, but I want to offer even more because I'll have a better chance to get it. And I feel like I always try to leave this gap where God can step in and make it happen if he wants to have it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he hasn't, you know, for me or for you guys. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we've got to accept that. Right. And uh, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. So love to pray for that for you guys. Um, and, and uh, you know, I, it's going to happen. I, I know it is because uh, I can see the impact that, that God's going to have through you guys uh, through this. So uh, hang in there. But we'd be happy to pray for that for you guys. And um, thanks again for coming on. This has been awesome. Uh, what a treat for me and, and my listeners. So I really appreciate you guys coming on today. Thank you so much for having us, Lee. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Take care, guys. Thank you for joining us for another great episode. I hope you'll take action on what you've learned today. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving Lee a five-star rating and review. And check him out on threefoldrei.com. Until next time, 1 Timothy 6.17.